faith, faith building, building faith. Hello, my name is Scott Phillips, and welcome to Faith Builder. This is the sum of my desire in this effort to record and share the inspiration and insights I believe the Lord has given me during my time of prayer and study. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I have been blessed by countless individuals over time that have built my faith as an outflow of their devotion and study. I don't consider myself anything of note. However, I do have a sincere desire to pay it forward, to potentially take the investment given to me, even the investment of my own time and devotion, and sow it into the kingdom for the edification of the body of Christ. If I accomplish my goal and you are blessed, consider yourself equipped to go out and encourage someone else and join this network of faith builder. You can visit the website of the church where I pastor and find my writings and videos of the lessons and messages that we share there. You can subscribe to our podcast. And if you feel it's worth sharing, share it with someone that it might encourage. I pray that through today's program that your faith would be built here on Faith Builder. Visit our church website at springridgechurch.com. You can send me an email at pastor at springridgechurch.com. God bless you. Enjoy the program. What is Calvinism? I had a friend of mine ask me that the other day, and no doubt there are many ways to answer that question, but I did a simple Google search, and Google told me that Calvinism is the teaching of Calvin, John Calvin and his followers, who further developed the doctrine of saved by faith alone on the concepts of grace and Uh, the doctrine of predestination. And I think that's a great way to summarize the doctrine and uh, the construct of the teaching of John Calvin and what many refer to as Reformed theology, Reformed Christianity. I want to share with you something that crystallized my thoughts on the doctrines of predestination in reference to Calvinism. A number of years ago, there was a shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary in Newtown, Connecticut. Adam Lanza, armed with guns and bullets, went into an elementary school and shot and killed 26 innocent people. 20 children between the ages of 6 and 7, and 6 adult staff died that day because Adam Lanza And I heard, I read, I saw some Christian leaders discussing this, and I was appalled to hear them say this was all a part of God's plan. Uh, Everything in this world is ordained, and though we may not understand it, we must accept in faith that God is in control. I'll be honest. Maybe nothing I have ever heard up to this point in my life as a believer, I have I found so biblically illiterate and twisted to t- 
teach people that everything that happens in the world is the will of God. And uh, no doubt there were things that happened before that time and things have happened since that time, but that was a, a catalyst in my mind to recognize just how evil this kind of thinking is because the outflow of that, I believe, is the Christian version of fatalism. Uh, Calvinism teaches that everything is predetermined and directly controlled by God and humanity has no ability to change the outcome. Mm. That, that is Calvinism or I, I, I think of it as Christian fatalism. The reason why I reject this Christian fatalism or Calvinism or Reformed theology is because I have read the Bible from Genesis to the book of Revelation, and I haven't read it through the lens of Reformed theology. And if you read Genesis 3, the Lord gave mankind a choice between living a simple, innocent life by not doing what God told them not to do. But if they chose to know things they didn't know, there would be an associated curse. The curse of death would come. And though they were deceived, and though they were attracted by their fleshly appetites, at the end of the day, the Lord said they would die and they chose not to believe it and they disobeyed and every bad thing that has happened at that time and since that time has been from the root of the original sin and compounded by every uh, succeeding generation and we all live in a broken world that has been shattered beyond almost recognition from God's original plan. Genesis chapter 3, you see the sin fall. You see the failure, the missing the mark, the disobedience, the curse. One chapter later, you see the results, Cain and Abel. And again, you see the Lord is entreating Cain. He's reasoning with Cain. He is uh, 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 doing what he can as God presenting Cain a different path. And yet Cain did what he did. What did he do? He killed his innocent brother. And from that kernel of truth, the seed of truth, from the word of God, you see this adding of this unfolding truth that you and I have the ability to make a difference in our world. And that is the reason why I am not a Calvinist. Calvinism teaches that the saved can do nothing to be unsaved and that the lost can do nothing to be saved. Jesus only died for those he chose and for those he did not choose to be saved he, by uh, obvious implication, chose them to be damned. Calvinism teaches that every catastrophe, tragedy, murder is a part 
of the divine plan of God. Calvinism teaches that there is nothing that can be done to create or prevent these evil things. If it happens, it was ordained. And so I want to share with you, this is, a inter, this is basically the second part. This is kind of a summarization of Calvinism. And in the succeeding videos, I will try to succinctly explain the five uh, uh, principles of Calvinism that is summarized in what some people call the tulip. And, and, but today, I, I just want to make a few remarks about Calvinism. Uh, Calvin said, By predestination we mean the eternal decree of God by which he determined with himself whatever he wished to happen with regard to every man. All events whatsoever are governed by the secret counsel of God. This is John Calvin. No doubt I found a lot of great quotes by John Calvin. He said a lot of great things. But many of those things are not wrapped up in the five summarizations of the principles that are called the tulip. And so, though he said some things I agree with, and I think the scripture wholeheartedly uh, is compatible with those statements, there is this overriding concept of of predestination to the very minute detail, I believe there are principles within Calvinism that are just devoid, divorced from the simplistic, uh, absolute truth of the Word of God. If one believes in the full perspective of Calvinism, uh, 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 one must understand that in that construct of absolute Calvinism, you're not even saved by faith. You are saved by God's sovereign grace. And if he chose you, there's nothing you can do to be saved. And if he didn't choose you, there is nothing you can do to be saved. It's solely on God's choosing. So the damned and the saved will do where they, what they do. And, and it's based solely, completely on the, the wisdom of God. And from a biblical perspective, you find God is constantly entreating humanity to repent. He is constantly calling for people to pray. He is constantly calling people to turn away, to avoid, to, to, to worship Him alone. The, the, the principles of covenant, the principles of faith, the principles of obedience, they're all wrapped up into this construct that I have a personal responsibility to choose faith to live in grace, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, to hear and obey his words. One cannot believe the teaching of Jesus and, and believe the teachings of Calvin. Jesus teaches principles within his parables that are totally antithetical to the things that Calvinism teaches. And I think that's one of the great challenges is those that have been instructed 
in the authenticity, the authority, the infallibility of, of Calvinism, Reformed theology. Uh, they, they have been set up and have to be trained how to reject certain scriptures so that their tradition remains intact. Now, now I do recognize that a very small percentage of Calvinists are five-point Calvinists. Much of the debate and division throughout uh, evangelical Christianity, the Baptist sector in particular, is rife with those choosing different parts of Calvinism that they believe. Have you heard of Missionary Baptist Church, Free Will Baptist Church? And there's all different sorts of other designations. Well, the Baptist world has been in a full-fledged debate since it was on the scene if there were uh, uh, any uh, validity to the teaching of John Calvin and what now is referred to as Reformed Christianity. Now, granted, there are some denominations that, that believe all five points. I have met with and I have great personal respect for people that are five-point Calvinists. I have great respect for them as people. I have great respect for them as uh, fathers and teachers and members of the community. I appreciate what they do. But at the same time, I could not be in more disagreement theologically because what they are ascribing and what they are espousing and what they are supporting from a worldview is totally divorced from Scripture. And I say that knowing many of them are not absolutists. They believe it, sort of, but if you pin them down specifically, they will often kind of go soft and they really don't believe it as Calvin and Reformed theology declare it. Full disclosure, I, I am coming from a negative point of view towards Calvinism. Is it possible for me to come from a positive point of view? Is this because God has preordained me to go to hell? And so, therefore, I have no logical or intellectual capacity to fully believe in God's sovereignty that everything that happens in the world is predetermined by God. And if that's the case and I don't believe that, then I'm damned and there's nothing I can do to change it. That's what some people would say based upon what they believe. And, of course, if they believe that, they no doubt believe they're part of the chosen. They are part of those who have been chosen by the sovereign grace of God. And there's nothing they can do to be saved. And therefore, there is nothing they can do to be lost. And of course, me, the unwashed mass, is there's nothing I could do to be saved because the Lord has predetermined for me to be damned and lost. Do you see how just fatalistic that seems? And so this is a summarization of Calvinism. And so I will, over the next few lessons, I will break down the five points and I will try to explain from Scripture 
uh, in detail what I have said in summary. Genesis 3, Genesis 4. I think you probably could go to every chapter in the Bible, all the way to the book of Revelation. Even in the book of Revelation, Jesus is entreating the same. The, the church of Laodicea, the church of Ephesus, he is telling them, repent. <laughs> you got to change. And if you don't change, your name can be blocked out of the Lamb's book of life. Can be blotted out of the book of life. That's tragic. But that is totally on the other side of what Calvinists declare that the case would be. So, do I believe in predestination? Absolutely. The church is predestined. Just as the ark in which Noah built, in that he built it according to the pattern and the plan God gave him, he built the boat, and everybody on the boat was predestined to be saved. On the boat, saved. Off the boat, unsaved. Whether you're a raccoon or a rattlesnake, whether you are a baboon or a beaver, if you're on the boat, you're saved. But if you're not on the boat, it doesn't matter if you were a sparrow or if you were a raven. If you're not on the boat, everything that creepeth upon the earth, everything that lived on the ground, if you're not on the boat, when destruction comes, you'll be lost. And that is the church. The church, he has predestinated to be saved. And so we determine our participation in the predestinated by our response to the gospel, our, 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 our reception to grace, living in grace, walking in faith, operating in a dimension where the Spirit of God moves in our life. That's a choice we make. That is how we determine for ourselves if we will be a part of those elect predestinated ones. And so in closing, that's an observation I found. Salvation is an individual thing. And so here is the case, here is the challenge. We must determine that not only that we would be saved, initially that we would stay saved process and ultimately be saved, is that we would continue to do the first works, to return to our first love, to be an overcomer. And I think that is, in a nutshell, scriptural theology that declares to John Calvin and those who ascribe to his theological system that they're all wet as in an ark flood perspective. Not wet because God preordained you to. You just have been uh, trained in a theological system that doesn't hold water in the, the realm of the Word of God. So that's the reason I am not a Calvinist. I, I, you know, I understand that my absolutist uh, observations and declarations would be offensive to my Calvinist friends. However, I am not intending to be offensive. I love everybody. Jesus loves everybody. He died to save the whole world. God is not willing that any should perish, but 
that all would come to repentance. And as I said in the other video, thankfully in America, in this modern day, we can disagree even on treasured things as theology and not burn each other at the stake. Can somebody say praise the Lord? So till next time, have a great day. It's up to you to decide what part you're going to play in, in seeing God's blessing in your life and in the world around you. And why is it that way? Because God himself, Jesus Christ, is not a Calvinist. Welcome to Faith Builder. We hope that you're blessed by today's program. It is our desire, our aim. The reason why we make the effort is to be an encouragement and a blessing to the listener. If you have any questions, we would love to hear from you. Any topics you'd like us to cover or maybe someone you would like us to interview. Uh, send me an email at pastor at springridgechurch.com. And thank you for tuning in.